This is Becky Schultz. I had a chance to sit down with Jeff Brown, a product specialist with Caterpillar, to learn more about what the trends are in the compact equipment market in terms of the technology that's being incorporated into the machines and how that's impacting the operator and also helping to address challenges related to the labor shortage. Thank you, Jeff, for joining me. So, Jeff, it seems to me that a lot of the compact equipment that is coming out into the marketplace these days it has a, a significant amount of technology being built into it. Sure. But the complexity isn't necessarily translating to being more complex for the operator. Can you talk about that? What, what do you see as far as the trends go uh, in terms of that sure. in the compact equipment space? Sure. Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think we're um, certainly in an age of technology and the amount of data that we have you know, on our equipment to be utilized uh, for the operator's best interest to, to get their jobs done and uh, you know, addressing issues in our industry today like labor shortage, um, machine utilization, getting the most out of the equipment that we can. Right. So uh, Caterpillar has certainly chosen to use technology um, and, and to press forward in that area. Um, on compact equipment, uh, we've been able to adopt technology from some of the larger equipment as that's you know become more mainstream and more uh, affordable uh, to bring that technology in and use it for operators so absolutely a key to it is making sure that the user interface for the operator is simple and seamless and reliable um, and just easy to, to plug and play and get going on with your job so we understand the, the need for that we can't over complex uh, these machines they're already um, you know, pretty uh, pretty complex pieces of equipment these days. Right. So, so that's important. And I've got, you know, certainly I've got examples to share with you of where that comes into play. Yeah, can, can you tell me a little bit sure. about that? Sure. So a couple of our compact equipment pieces, I'll start with our, our skid steer and compact track loaders. Uh, we are just launching uh, something called smart technology uh, and a line of smart attachments. Okay. Okay. So with our new, Caterpillar's new D3 series line of skid steers and, and compact track loaders that were launched uh, at the end of 2019, they are, um, they have smart technology embedded in them. Okay. That they can accept a smart attachment. Those smart attachments uh, that we're launching include a backhoe loader attachment, a dozer blade, and a grader blade. Okay. The way these, what makes these attachments smart is that they are plug and play. So I plug that attachment into the machine, the machine immediately recognizes what tool is on the front. Then this is really cool. It tailors the controls to match the task. Really? Right, so if I've got a backhoe attached, instead of using a, a complicated sequence of buttons on the joysticks, no, I want to use the joysticks in my machine as if I were sitting in a backhoe or an excavator. Uh, so uh, the, the technology for those two pieces of equipment, the attachment and the machine, to communicate, uh, to know what's attached, and then to really transform the machine into something else uh, just speaks to the, the versatility that we're creating out of a piece of equipment that's already known for its versatility Absolutely. in a skid steer. Right. So just taking that another step further for, an op for a contractor that's looking to do maybe occasional use where they need a, 
to dig a trench um, or they need to do some compaction work, they can do that pretty seamlessly with with one machine and, and you know uh, avoiding the cost or transport of an additional piece of equipment on a job site that might be being used uh, elsewhere in the city or you know elsewhere. Absolutely. So, so how does that system work? Is it based on electronics or is it sensors built into the attachments? Or? Yeah. So on the, on the backhoe, it's it's uh, uh, you know, computers that are talking to each other, communicating with each other, letting the machine know what's attached, and then the machine transforming to do that. There's a user interface in the machine utilizing that uh, main advanced display to right. be able to uh, bring information to the operator that they need to be able to use that tool um, and we make it really easy to use. Uh, I'm excited for our, our operators out there to try these out um, and, and to check it out because they really sure. are a, a great interface. What about other examples of the technology that's built, being built into the machines? Sure, on our, on our mini excavators, uh, we're launching a line of tilt-rotate systems that um, really create a, an amazing amount of um, motion and degrees of freedom on the excavator at the, the working end. They really are pretty amazing. I've seen tilt rotators yes. in action and yep. it, it's incredible what you can do with that. Exactly. Yeah, watching an operator that knows what they're doing to, right. to use one of those tools and, and harness its full capability is pretty amazing uh, to avoid repositioning and the time of mm -hmm. repositioning a machine uh, to, to dig out the corners of a trench or of a foundation is, is really incredible. Absolutely. That, um, you know, almost becoming like a, uh, an extension of the operator's, you know, human hand and, mm -hmm. and the, um, the amount of rotation and degrees of freedom there are pretty, pretty amazing. Now, that's a pretty complicated tool. It is. But we do bring in, again, information into the display of the excavator that, that puts it right in front of them as the orientation of that tool. So what's my degrees of rotation? Um, I can set and, and recall orientation that I want that thing to you know return to um, or to, to zero it out to a specific um, you know kind of home orientation so we really make it easy with the use of the interface so again it, right. it kind of all goes back to this interface what information do you put in front of the operator to to make it easy to work with right it seems like the learning curve it would be much shorter as well you're yeah. able to more quickly become proficient sure yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely right um, another example uh, going back to the skid steer loaders um, we here at the, at the show are uh, have on display a dozer blade okay it's a smart dozer blade so again some of the same things I talked about with the backhoe plug-and-play the machine knows that I have a dozer blade attached um, it now transforms the machine into operating as a dozer okay so I'm sitting in the machine still using my left hand to drive like I would have in a skid steer but now my right hand control becomes a controller for the blade just like as I was sitting in a you know a D5 dozer working the blade with my right hand that's exactly what I'm doing with the skid steer now so it really allows that machine to become a, a almost an, a new carrier of exactly of sorts a yeah. new piece of equipment yes it, yes it really transforms and you know we've we pioneered 
EH controls or electro over hydraulic controls in uh -huh. CAD equipment. Um, in skid steers, it came in in 2007. It seems like a long time ago now. Most of our, when I look around our lines of equipment, most of our equipment, if not all, have gone to electro over hydraulics. Mm -hmm. That makes all of this possible. Okay, and how, right? how so? With mechanical controls or hydraulic pilot controls, you don't have the ability to, um, you know, to, to use the electronics to, to tell the joystick to do something different, right? Their 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 purpose is to uh, is fixed, if you will, sure. Um, sure. and and not able to to be transformed in that way. So EH controls and the electronics is really the foundation for all of this. And I think um, we certainly see the sky is the limit for the use of electronics. And now it's exciting to see some of this uh, really come into play in real application and really uh, you know to address the, the versatility and the machine utilization for, sure. for our customers. Right. It does seem like the technology has come so far in a very short short amount of time and uh, the one thing that that pops into my head is you're adding complexity sure does that add then cost and maintenance concerns for the contractor sure that's a great question um, Maintenance, I would say no. Okay. Um, you know, electric electronic systems are you know uh, notoriously low maintenance. Um, you know, we build ours with the most robust components and tested components, um, right. sealed and you know vibration controlled. So uh, very reliable from an electronic standpoint. If that's you know scary for for any operators mm -hmm. out there, um, but then from a maintenance standpoint, you know they're they're pretty hands off. Um, uh, like your phone that we're all used to dealing with, the occasional you know flash of a software update, maybe the only thing you ever see that um, either helps fix a bug or brings on you know new and refreshed capability, like like we all see on our phones right. every day and the mm -hmm. apps we use and, and things like that. So, so it's com relatively comfortable and familiar too. Absolutely. From a cost standpoint, you know, uh, sure, there's some development there. Um, we hope that our customers, you know, see the value of that. Um, the I mentioned on the skid steers that you know they're all smart attachment ready. Right. So. Um, there's not a ton of cost in the base machine. It really comes when you get the tool, and and that's you know you, you pay for it where you where you buy that tool. Um, but I think having it in embedded in the machine is important to be able to utilize it. When customers are ready to take that next step. Definitely. And what are you seeing as far as adoption rate? Are you seeing more and more customers coming in and saying yes, that makes sense for my operation? Absolutely. Customers here at the show since we've been unveiling it you know really excited about it it's it's an industry first uh, opportunity to, to sure. showcase so so they're excited about it um, another product where we've, we've got a lot of technology is our wheel loader products okay. and uh, one for example is a, a payload system so weight oh, scales excellent. integrated into the machine again easy to use and something that has been adopted very well for customers maybe concrete batch plants asphalt batch plants right. um, even in the agriculture industry where they're you know needing to know a weight of material mm -hmm. going into a hopper and Absolutely. really time yes. saving and that integration in the machine making it seamless and, and easy to use has really been key excellent so 
Where are we heading? What, what do you see is coming forward um, for the compact equipment space? Um, do you see additional technologies ahead? Do you see this really being kind of where we need to start looking at more um, stabilizing to further the adoption of what's already available? Sure. What, what do you see? Sure. Well, I see, um, you know, we have remote control systems right. are out. Um, we've had those out on our, uh, some of our CAP products, you know, already um, available on skid steer loaders today sure. and other products. So, you know, there's the, there's the remote control aspect, which is uh, kind of on that journey to automation, mm -hmm. right? So autonomy is certainly something that we have our, our sights set on, sure. but it's a, um, it's not a leap. It's a, it's, it's taking small steps. Right. Incremental so things. Incremental yeah. steps to get to something that looks like full autonomy in the future. Okay. Um, now there are places within Caterpillar and the mining space where we are already there. Right. So we know it's achievable, but when you're talking about smaller compact equipment, smaller equipment, um, you're dealing with a, a something that needs to be a lot more affordable and, and kind of useful in a variety of applications. Absolutely. Right? Not just a right. singular use. Uh, so we're taking that journey. Um, you know, we have a lot of assistive technologies. Mm -hmm. This dozer blade that I referred to, not only is it smart, meaning that the machine transforms into a dozer, but also has sensors on the machine and on the blade that help assist the operator in making a smooth pass, making the, the slope of the grade that they're trying to achieve, giving them information, and the machine having some assistive, um, close to automatic functions to really help the operator achieve a better finished product right so again those technologies are also kind of on that same path towards autonomy so taking those incremental steps I think that's certainly a direction that you know we're headed um, where that end you know light at the end of the tunnel is I don't know but um, operators from now and into the future should certainly see benefits at each step of the way as we give them more assistive and automatic functionality integrated into the machine through a seamless, intuitive user interface. Excellent. I think there's one last question I have to sure. ask you. There is hesitation when you start talking about the, the word automation and autonomy. In some cases, you get pushback, or at least I've heard some pushback, sure. from operators thinking, oh, this is going to end up replacing me someday. How do you, how do you address that? We're not looking to address, uh, to, to, you know, to talk about uh, replacing operators at all. Okay. Um, but we've also, we hear it loud and clear. Um, any customers that we ask from virtually any industry group, labor shortage is the number one. Absolutely, Right, yes. so we're addressing, um, we, we are all about our operators and and uh, and they're some of the more respected people in our whole uh, chain of, of work that we do and it's, it's why we come to work every day okay um, but if there's a labor shortage then we need to address ways to uh, you know to, to solve that problem for our customers right that's what, that's what they're asking us to do finding solutions finding to solutions addressing so, you know yeah. so will there still be operators of course um, will those operators find that they're um, you know, uh, either easier to 
use the equipment that they're in, um, completing tasks more efficiently so they can move on to the next job, um, the quality of their work, you know, being assisted with some of these technologies and, and improved so that, again, they can move on to the next job. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, all those things to address a labor shortage, but certainly not in an effort to, you know, replace operators. They're still at the at the forefront of all of this that we're doing. Excellent. Well, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you taking time to speak Thank with you. me today, Jeff, and uh, look forward to seeing what Caterpillar comes out with going forward. Thank you so much. Thank Pleasure. you. Pleasure.